Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M. David Stein with that selection, Hashem Yimloch. Before that, Yidol with Yehi Shalom and Anna Bakoach. Yaf Yafisa done by Shalshelis. You heard Gershon Verobo with the next flight. Yeah, everyone should be thinking about the next flight. Heading over to Israel if you're able to at some point. Lots to do. Lenny Solomon, brand new with Lo Yishama, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday on this eighth day of November, day number 24 in the month of Marcheshvan, just over a month since the massacre that took so many of our brothers and sisters. We pray for the hostages, 240 of them. I know it's an enormous number, and it just grows on you to the point where you become numb, but we have to remember hundreds, hundreds of our brothers and sisters being held, including babies and teens and elderly. And you know the list. You know the list. And it's good to see. I posted on Facebook this morning. It's good to see that there are some young people in New York City with some values and with some desire for truth and justice. I'm referring to this small gesture of people lining up to buy uh, coffee from the store whose uh, employees quit because the owner was pro-Israel, basically. I mean, you know, he flew the Israeli flag. I mean, I'm not saying that that was exactly why they quit. I, th- I think they had quite a disagreement when, when the employees showed up with uh, some type of free Palestine gesture attached to their clothing. Um, but whatever it is, he was left without staff, he was left without customers, or, or, or questioning whether he could open and, and service the customers. So volunteers came to become part of his staff at 71st in Lexington, and volunteer, not volunteers, but customers lined up around the block and were very patient just to show solidarity with somebody who uh, with somebody who declared an allegiance to Israel. And it was good to see. Like I said, I, I took a photo of it. I posted it on Facebook of the cover of this morning's New York Post. And it was good to see that uh, there are so, you know, a lot of young people on that line, a lot of young people on that line. And it was good to see that there are some young people in New York 
who still have their uh, their morals, their values in the right place. What can I say? Anyway, that's the story. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast, less than a week away from Washington. I'll be in Israel next week, but we are encouraging everybody who is in the United States to head to Washington with many, many purposes and messages to the visit to Washington, and that, of course, includes the support for Israel in this war against Hamas. It includes the uh, demand that our hostages be released. It includes the demand for safety for our brothers and sisters in Israel, no matter where they are in Israel. And, of course, it includes great concern, and I hope that these speakers uh, address this great concern for the anti-Semitism that's being displayed here in this country. The uh, I said to somebody, you know, there's a there's such a difference between open and and, and quiet anti-Semitism. And I know that normally it's better to know who your enemy is, and certainly there's a benefit to that. I get it, but um, there are people with underlying feelings toward others. It doesn't have to be anti-Semitism; it could be anything. Who underlying feelings toward others they grew up with, that they developed over the years. And nonetheless, especially in this country, nonetheless, for the majority of my life, people have displayed a common respect for others. They may feel a certain way, think a certain way, but, you know, they, they, they understand they need to be tolerant at least. Now we're seeing a on every level, uh, in the streets, in government, in the corporate world, uh, now we're seeing a, uh, a, a different type of, of anti-Semitism that we're not used to, and that is open anti-Semitism, with people literally supporting those who want to kill Jews, and uh, or or they themselves are trying to become you know involved in violent episodes that they end up killing Jews, <clears throat> like Mr. Kessler who was killed at the demonstration in, in Los Angeles. So it's a uh, it's a great concern, and uh, I'm sure, and I hope it'll be addressed by the hundreds of thousands that'll be gathered on uh, on Tuesday in Washington. And uh, it, it is heartwarming to see that many groups that normally sit out these types of uh, rallies and demonstrations, these public uh, displays of concern, it's good to see that uh, some of those groups have come around and are now encouraging people to go to Washington. Maybe not to the degree that I would like, but it's a it's a big victory in my opinion that many who sit these things out in our community are now getting involved. And Halavai, as I said yesterday, that that that's some of the you know noticeably Jewish areas of uh, of the United States. You know, you know the neighborhoods, you know the towns. If only they would send everybody to this rally, my God, it, it really would reach a million people. Frankly. But all right, we're going to be satisfied with what's going on. Now, I know, and I've gotten reports, that uh, it is very hard to secure buses at this time. Understood. That happens. I know that uh, train tickets down to Washington are expensive. Uh, we are encouraging people to consider driving down the night before and staying somewhere nearby. I mean, in, in, in reality, one could drive by, one could drive down you know, to an area an hour away from Washington, stay there and then uh, move on in the morning uh, to an area you know, near the metro or park in a parking lot, whatever the case is. But look, I, this is, you know, every, every effort, <laughs> and this is what our brothers and sisters go through in Israel on a daily basis, every effort to defeat the enemy takes strategy, patience, resources. You know, I, I get it that the, that the day is expensive and the day is long. Believe me, I get it. And I've done it many, many times. 
Um, in, in this case, as I as I said, I'm switching roles with uh, with the deputy mayor of Jerusalem. I'm going to be in Jerusalem next week. She's going to be here at the rally. <clears throat> We're going to talk about that later on with her in the show. But it takes you know it takes it takes patience, resources, strategy. So we're fighting this battle on these front lines. Let, let's, you know, implement the same thing that the Israeli soldiers do. Patience, resources, strategy, and, and figure it out. And figure out how to be in one. It's gonna be, it'll be very frustrating for many, many people. Trust me. Monday night I went to the rally in Manhattan. I, I was frustrated standing there for 45 minutes with my leg the way it is. And, you know, and, and them letting in, you know, four people at a time when there's 5,000 people waiting to get in. That's very frustrating. And I went through it. All right. I get it, but I did it because I'm like, you know, who am I to complain about this when everybody's going through what they're going through in Israel? Anyway, so the same thing here. I can only encourage people, go for it. It's gonna be, it'll, It will not be an easy day. I promise you it will not be an easy day. But, um, you know, follow the example of so many high school kids that are heading down to Washington by the buses, and I mean so many. My gosh, it's amazing to see how some of the – Schools have responded. The number of buses that they've rented and the enthusiasm with which their staff and uh, and and kids are heading down there, um, and, and to those institutions, you know, really dear to us on the collegiate level that have canceled classes for that day. Call it a vote. I mean, they, nobody's playing around with this thing. And again, the organizations that normally don't weigh in on these rallies, who have in fact encouraged people to go, call it a vote. Call it a vote. It's a it, it, as as similar as this is to other Washington rallies. All of them till now took place uh, with other Jews in mind, especially the one twenty years ago when we were you know sick and tired of our brothers and sisters being gunned down or being exploded in buses. You know, every other day. Um, this time around, there are other concerns as well, not just Israel and the war and, you know, defending the right of our, uh, brothers and sisters to defend themselves. But, uh, now here in the United States is great concern, great concern, the anti-Semitism, the episodes, the, uh, the things that people get away with saying publicly and doing publicly. That's why the, the effort that has been made to photograph and video anybody who's tearing down hostage posters, boy, whatever I could do to encourage everybody out there to continue that and get these characters on on film, on video, it is just um, outrageous, outrageous. The whole the whole practice is outrageous. That's why I really am one who endorses this plan. That anybody who uh, who rips down posters, we should trade them in a hostage exchange for our hostages and let them, you know, if they're such admirers of Hamas and what Hamas does, then let them live with Hamas for a while. You know, let's make the deal for 30 days. You give us the hostages, we will give you people, you know, 30 days with Hamas. I think it's a great deal. Anyway, so um, so that's a story. Lots of great causes in Israel. We had another one on yesterday with just one chesed. Um, give what you can, arrange for the uh, events in your neighborhood to support causes in Israel. So many great ones, and people are on the front lines distributing so many things that are so necessary, not only for the Army, which is obviously essential, 
but families that have been displaced who just don't have what they need. Now winter's coming, and they don't have what they need for the kids. They just don't have it, and they're being discouraged from going home to get anything, and who knows the condition of their home anyway at this point. So all I could say is um, this Washington rally is the centerpiece of a new level, a new stage of activity on behalf of our brothers and sisters in Israel and on behalf of Jews in the United States and the world who are very concerned about the future here in the diaspora. That is the bottom line. Do what you can to be there. And um, we're going to be Tuesday. We're going to be broadcasting from Israel with a lot of good causes and a lot of interesting conversation, a lot of bridging the gap between Israel and diaspora. As you head down Tuesday morning to Washington, we will try our best to keep you inspired. Tune in. You got your phone with you. You got your Bluetooth with you, whatever it is, whatever method you use to listen. Tune in, and we're going to do everything in our power to inspire everybody as they head down to Washington, D.C. next Tuesday. Oh, that is the story from here. Flor Hassan Nahum, Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem, is going to join us later on, third hour this morning here at JM in the AM. And plenty more coming up if you keep it here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It is Wednesday. Full schedule, as you would suspect and as you would hope. <laughs> A full schedule here at JM in the AM. And... Um, all I could say is uh, let's keep our eye on the on the goal. Keep our eye on the goal. There are the numbers game is such a difficult one to win when you're among the smallest represented people on planet Earth. <laughs> I mean, imagine the numbers that we are up against, right? Israel against how many Arab countries? Generally speaking, I know there's some peaceful neighbors. Um. You know, the number of Jews compared to the numbers in other religions, especially those that are going out of their way to support Hamas, to support kidnappers, rapists, and murderers. So it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle. But there is one weapon we have that, uh, that they will not acknowledge, but we will always acknowledge and keep that in mind. More coming up. It's Wednesday. Good morning from JM and the AM.
your soul, your garments, place it always shines. I want it, make it mine. The closer to the time, redemption will unwind. One people, one state, one truth, one faith. Please come, don't wait. Your home, your state.
Jam in the AM with Avramo. It's Avram Freed. Brand new one. It's called Bekarov Mamish. Amen to that. Uh, before that, what else do we have going on here? <laughs> before that, Maishi Tischler, Alta Stare. Home done by Yoni Z and um, Nisim Black. Wednesday morning, JM in the AM. Good morning, good morning. Six days away from Washington. I hope everyone's having an opportunity. If you're not in Israel next week, hey, it's the excuse we're using. If you're not in Israel next week, make sure to be in Washington on Tuesday. And um, as we said uh, earlier, kudos to all the schools and shuls and organizations that are going. Not going to be an easy day. I am giving you advanced warning, but it is so important. And yes, it'll be easier than what our soldiers are going through. That I can promise you. Um, yesterday on the app, someone had mentioned some of the groups that had already made commitments to head to Israel. I'm trying to think where it was. Um, someone was mentioning some of the group. Oh, here it is. About the ra- this is um, from one of our listeners about the rally next week. The synagogues in our neighborhood have organized buses. The White Shul, the Aguda of West Lawrence. Share and Lawrence. I mean, this is, um, honestly, it's amazing. Because not only are a lot of schools getting involved, some that might have avoided uh, these rallies in the past, but they're actually coordinating buses and groups and helping people figure out how to get down there. Now that buses are going to be, you know, impossible to come by at this point. And the train is pretty expensive for most people. So people are going to come up with, you know, carpooling and, um, you know, and other methods of getting down there. You know, you're taking a van and you have two extra seats. Let people in your neighborhood know. That might be what's preventing them from actually heading down. By the way, if you're uh, on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, we have a bus going down. Obviously, neighborhood people get... uh, get preference but a couple of days from now there may be an empty seat or two and if there are i'll let everyone know and you know you can meet that bus at 7 a.m uh, tuesday morning in manhattan not a you know it's, it's a pretty easy drive from brooklyn or queens wherever you're coming from anyway whatever information we have will certainly pass along that i can guarantee you and hopefully we'll have a massive crowd from Many different geographic areas, people of many different backgrounds. There are a lot of people concerned about Israel who are not from the Jewish faith, and I hope that they're partnering with us in this rally next week. Uh, they are a key to uh, to a successful rally, frankly. I mean, there are a lot of things that are keys to successful rallies, including our own communities, as I said. Halavai, I wish some of our noticeably Jewish communities would send, you know, 50,000 people down. I wish. <clears throat> we got to work with what we got. And let's hope that um, let's hope that it works, and that there it really is a crowd of two, three hundred thousand people. That does look like a million people, um, because that that is a game changer. Anytime we've had this type of gathering or that type of gathering in Jewish in modern Jewish history, it has made a difference, and a big difference. Um, there is a woman who in our audience who's having surgery today. Please dive in for Chaya. Bas Rashka. Again, that's Chaya Bas Rashka. 
and your help with that, as we always say, is greatly appreciated. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galaitza in the background, our news from Israel coming up. The Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem, Flor Hassan Nahum, is going to join us in the 8 o'clock hour. She's got a really special project that's been announced, and a lot of people in the diaspora can help with this project. It's not a moneymaker, meaning they're not looking to raise money, but it's something that... Uh, you might have that you could donate right now, and we'll explain the whole thing in the 8 o'clock hour. And uh, she's also uh, made an arrangement with me but that she'll come to Washington to replace me while I go to Jerusalem to uh, bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora next week, so I thank her for that. And those of you who are heading down to the rally on Tuesday morning, make sure to be tuned into JMAM. I guarantee you, whatever you'll be listening to with us heading down to Washington, it'll only inspire you more to uh, demonstrate and protest in D.C. Galway Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to J.M. the Ambuker Tov, everyone. שנפל הלילה במהלך הקרבות בצפון הרצועה. אחותו נופר ספדה לו אצל אמיר איבגי. הוא רצה לעשות משהו בשביל כולם. כולם אהבו את דובר צהל עדכן כי גם היום אלפי תושבים מצפון הרצועה נענו לקריאות צהל ועשו את דרכם דרומה. שר החוץ של ארצות הברית, אנטוני בלינקן, התייחס ליום שאחרי המלחמה והדגיש, ישראל לא תוכל לנהל את עזה. ברור שישראל לא תוכל לכבוש את עזה. מה ששמעתי ממנהיגים ישראלים זה שאין להם כוונה כזו להשתלט מחדש על הרצועה. השאלה היחידה היא האם יש איזו תקופת מעבר שאולי תהיה הכרחית. עוד הוסיף בלינקן בסיום פגישת שרי החוץ של מדינות ה-G7, כי ברור שגם חמאס לא יוכל לשלוט בעזה. מדבריו הביאה כתבת חדשות החוץ איה אילון. והשר יואב קיש מהליכוד טען בגלי צה"ל, אני לא פוסל החזרת התיישבות לעזה. צריך להיות ברור שלא נוכל לעזוב מיד ולהשאיר את השטח ולא יודע מי יש לנו. אין סטטוס קוו ושום דבר לא קדוש, ואנחנו יכולים בהחלט להחזיר התיישבות ולשנות את הקווים. אנחנו נעשה כל מה שצריך לעשות כדי שיהיה ברור שלא יהיה שום איום כנגד מדינת ישראל. עימות נוסף בתוך הממשלה. השר לביטחון לאומי בן גביר מנה שיחת נזיפה של שר הביטחון גלנט עם מפקד מחוז יהודה ושומרון במשטרה בנוגע לפשיעה לאומנית של יהודים. מדווח כתב התחום הפוליטי שחר גליק. לאחר הערכת מצב בפיקוד המרכז עם ראשי מערכת הביטחון, דרש השר גלנט לזמן את מפקד מחוז שי במשטרה לקבל הבהרות בנוגע לטיפול בפשיעה לאומנית של פעילי ימין, שלדבריהם לוקה בחסר. השר לביטחון לאומי בן גביר הורה למפקד המחוז שלא להגיע לפגישה, אלא אם גם הוא ישתתף בה. לדבריו, לא בזה צריך לעסוק בשעת המלחמה. נכון לעכשיו, הפגישה נדחתה למועד לא ידוע. 
בנק ישראל מרחיב את מתווה הסיוע של הבנקים גם לתושבי הצפון, עם הפרטים כתבנו לענייני כלכלה ישראל פישר. לפי הודעת בנק ישראל, גם תושבים או בעלי עסקים מצפון הארץ שפונו מהיישובים יהיו זכאים לקבל הקלות מהבנקים. עד כה היה מתווה הקלות בתוקף רק לתושבים שמתגוררים במרחק של עד 30 קילומטרים מרצועת עזה. במסגרת ההקלות יוכלו התושבים לדחות תשלומי הלוואות ומשכנתאות ללא ריבית, וכן לקבל פטור מתשלום ריבית על יתרת חובה של עד 10,000 שקלים. דחיית החזרי התשלומים תהיה בתוקף עד שלושה חודשים. בתוך כך, משרד האוצר פרסם נתונים שמצביעים על זינוק בגירעון בתקציב המדינה לשני אחוזים ושש עשיריות באוקטובר בגלל המלחמה. הנתונים לא כוללים את רוב הגידול ברוב הוצאות הממשלה שתירשמנה באוקטובר. בתום מאבק של התאחדות הקבלנים בוני הארץ, משרד האוצר אישר לכלול את ענף הבנייה במתווה הפיצויים לעסקים. כתבתנו עינב קרנר מוסיפה שרכיב ההוצאות יעמוד על 15% במקום 22% לכלל העסקים. ומזג האוויר, הטמפרטורות תהיינה גבוהות מהרגיל לעונה. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Jews and freedom-loving people around the world mourn the loss of IDF Sergeant First Class Yonatan Khatsor, a soldier in the Shaldag unit from Katsir who was killed in clashes in the northern Gaza Strip Tuesday, yesterday. Yonatan Khatsor was 22 years old. Yeah, you heard correctly. 22 years old. Um, Jews, Israel lovers, and freedom lovers around the world mourn the loss of Staff Sergeant Reserve Yaakov Ozeri fell in battle in Gaza, according to the IDF's announcement today. Rav Yaakov Ozeri from Kfar Shammai served in the 52nd Company 401 Battalion in the Armored Corps, and I believe earlier, I don't have this in front of me, I believe earlier I heard that he was 30 years old. So those, again, uh, people who um, care about Israel, who care about the uh, incredible efforts of the IDF, who are in favor of peace, freedom, democracy, who are in favor of destroying terrorists and terrorism, who are in favor of uh, morality, values, and... Um, And justice, all those people mourn together with us every time we lose an Israeli soldier or a member of the uh, population of the state of Israel. <coughs> J.M. and the A.M. It is a Wednesday morning broadcast, 8th day of, of November, uh, day number 24 in the month of Mar Cheshvan. Yesterday was election day in the United States. We're less than a year away from the presidential election. Important to pay attention over the next year who's, uh, who's been on the side of justice, values, morality, etc. If you're in the U.S., pay careful attention to your local officials and your federal officials. Make sure you uh, put your efforts behind the right candidate. Washington, D. Speaking of Washington, Washington, D.C. is the place six days from now. Kudos to all the schools, all the schools, all the organizations that have arranged to be down in Washington. We are hoping for a massive, massive showing down there, as you know. 
Make sure to be tuned in on the way to Washington on Tuesday to us at JM and the AM as we will be in Jerusalem and we will be speaking to a whole bunch of people that will inspire everybody to, um, I honestly believe this. If you listen to what we have to say on your way down to Washington, it'll inspire you and uh, give you a great sense of purpose that you're spending the entire day on the road. And uh, what can I say? It's a um, it's a situation we never dreamt about five, six weeks ago. Never dreamt about it. Couldn't have imagined it. And um, one of the most important things that I think uh, all of us have to keep in mind as time goes by is that there's 240 hostages. We know the efforts and the attention that we as a worldwide Jewish community gave to Gilad Shalit, one soldier who was held by the enemy. We know the attention and the way that the world reacted when three boys were kidnapped. And I'm not minimizing any of those situations. Our efforts were completely warranted and appreciated. But now there are 240 hostages not three, not five, not 10, not 20, not 50, not 100, not 125, not 150, not 170, not 190, not 200, not 210, not 225, not 230, but 240 hostages, some of them babies, toddlers, teens, and the elderly. In addition to prayer, which is so necessary, we've got to get to the streets. I would, I would say... It's worth the effort to bring 100,000 people to Washington next week just to address the hostage issue. Aside from all the other issues we've got to address, like the anti-Semitism that are, that's being displayed in this country and in forum that we wouldn't believe uh, actually allow it, college campuses, halls of government, corporate America. So there are a lot of reasons to gather in Washington, but boy, do we have to have the hostages at the forefront we got to bring the babies home. we got to bring the babies home. Yesterday I was sitting with somebody who said they cannot sleep at night. And I've heard this from so many people in Israel and people here in the U.S., by the way. Mothers cannot sleep at night thinking about what is happening to those babies. And it's just, it's frightening. It's easier to not think about it, frankly. It's frightening. So there's a lot to do. Hostages need to be at the very, very top of the list of things that we need to advocate for or or people we need to advocate for. More coming up. It's Wednesday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. It's a good place to gather every single day, especially during these times. It's always a good place to gather together, but it's especially a good place to gather now right here at JM in the AM on a Wednesday morning broadcast. He opens his eyes, something's wrong He lifts up his head, he hears sirens wailing There's smoke in the air, he can't breathe He gets out of bed, and a rocket explodes Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeh Hashem Nation that wanders 
been scattered Chased from each country with violence and hate We're back in our land, our true home But the hatred persists When will it end? Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeh Hashem Elokeh We're never alone You call us your own Please hold us We need your embrace We may be small And we're always surrounded By nations that want us destroyed And we know down the walls and searched through cold-hearted killers they tortured with glee massacre like never before the world cheers them on how can this be Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeh Hashem Yeah. 
They say Gullus is a blessing in disguise A greater light follows the night But it's been so long, it feels so wrong It's not where we belong Brothers and friends We must bring this Gullus to its end Our urgent cry will pierce the skies Tell us how
J.M. the A.M. with Avramo. Oh, and kudos to Avram Fried and Yaakov Shweki and Lipa and everybody who's traveling from the Jewish music world to army bases in uh, in Israel, some along the border, to keep the morale up among the troops. It's amazing. A lot of people in this industry have been stepping it up, to say the least. That's in addition to everybody in Israel who's based in Israel that's uh, undertaking similar activities. JM and the AM Wednesday morning. I want to remind everybody that our uh, <laughs> our uh, 40th anniversary year-end fundraiser did kick off. <laughs> I don't think anybody noticed for good reason because of everything that's, <clears throat> that's going on, and believe you me, there are a lot of important causes out there. Uh, but there are also some people that have been donating to our campaign uh, in honor of the fact that we are every day bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora and keeping everybody informed about unique ways to help out including the Washington rally, including uh, some good causes like yesterday's Just One Chesed, etc., etc., etc. If you'd like to make a donation, continue to support JM&AM and the Nahum Siegel Network, as we always explain. We are a combination of uh, sponsorships and of listener support, and we need you to keep going. Uh, Just go to fjbunity.org, hit the donate button, it'll take you straight to this uh, current campaign. Again, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and all we could say is thank you. 
And thank you for giving me this opportunity to again gather together with you and uh, so many thousands every single day. And now around the world, a lot of people listening from around the world, only a dream years ago, no longer a dream. Um, just checking out the app, making sure that we got everything we need here in terms of what needs to be in. Oh, yeah. I, this I saw on the app, and I wanted to mention it. Rabbi Cash uh, down in Florida tells me that there are uh, efforts in South Florida to charter a plane to Washington in order for hundreds to represent South Florida at the rally. If that works out, first of all, call like a vote to the effort. Whoever's you know trying to do it, call like a vote. But if that works out, my God, what a statement. What action. What action on behalf of the Jewish people. So South Florida is obviously, as many of you know, a very, very active Zionist community led by some amazing people. If they could pull this off, that would be so fantastic. So... Keep us up to date, Rabbi Cash. Let us know. And by the way, that's the, well, they'll be on a plane. But next Tuesday when we're in Jerusalem, I, I, I really hope to speak to some people who are heading over to Washington. I mean, again, I don't think I'll be able to speak to people who are on a plane. But I would love to get a representative of that group if Florida ends up going just to talk about, you know, making that effort. You can only imagine what their perspective is. Anyway. Call like a vote is all I could say. Call like a vote. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman makes traditional kosher delicacies, pastrami, corned beef, salami, and more. Oh, is that salami incredible? Uh, old world classics, beef fry, kishka, and more. Oh, is that kishka amazing? And modern, better-for-you kosher products, including no nitrate added, reduced fat, or reduced sodium hot dogs, plus many other unique items. Visit the website at kosherdogs.net. Try A&H today. Take a 10% discount with promo code RADIO. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And that is, in fact, that might be the largest understatement of the morning. With all the understatements that we have had on this broadcast, that may be the biggest one. <laughs> uh, you'll be glad you did. Try A&H. You'll be glad you did. That's an understatement. Because uh, trust me. You, won't re you don't even realize how much you're going to enjoy it. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Oh, one second. I got to set things up. That's one thing that hasn't changed over the years. Even after 40 years, technical difficulties caused by the host. <laughs> uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, and... Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We read in Tehillim, Tzidkascha kahare kel. Your tzedek, your righteousness, is like the mountains. Mishpatecha, when there is judgment, Tehom Rabbah, it's like the vast, deep waters. The Mephoshim explain that when everything is going good and we sense a lot of brach in the world, then it's Kaharekel. It's like the mountains. One goes to the mountains in Eretz Yisrael, the Swiss Alps, wherever it may be, in order to relax, in order to have serenity and calm. However, Mishpatecha, when there is din, when there is judgment, when things are a little bit challenging in the world, then Tehoim Rabbah. It's like a person looks down from a great height to the abyss, 
It's disconcerting. It makes us try to understand the world events and exactly why things happen. The great Rosh Hashiva Ponovich, Morana Rav Shach, once said, when there is such an occurrence that happens in this world, our job is not to develop theories, to search for reasons for what has happened. Rather, a person should identify a particular shortcoming, a way that we could improve our conduct, bein adam l'chaveiro, between fellow men, or bein adam l'mokom, or between us and Hashem. Now is a time of great introspection. Like we read in Echa, nach v'nashuva, that we should examine our deeds and return to Hashem and become closer to Hashem. Rav Shach suggested, if there is an area that a person may have become lax in, or if an individual needs strengthening in a certain area of Yiddishkeit, now is the time to strengthen ourselves, to be mechazik ourselves, to make a resolution to become better. Yesterday, one of the tzaddikim, a member of the IDF, Tzva Haganali Yisrael, reported that he had given tzitzitz to a member of his troop. That soldier had requested from him that he get tzitzitz as soon as possible. When he gave him over the tzitzitz and the soldier made the bracha, he began to cry and became emotional. His commanding officer asked him, why did you become so emotional when you put on the tzitzis? He says, I want you to know, I had thought about this months ago. However, if I began to wear tzitzis, I'm afraid that people would come over to me and they would ask me why I'm doing it and I would get embarrassed. But now that there's an ace rotson, that everybody is increasing their mitzvahs, I can do it and blend right in. May we soon hear of the imminent return of each and every hostage safe and sound, and that each and every member of the IDF return home victorious, safe and sound. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Vivaser lanu b'suros tavos yeshuos v'nechamos. מדינת ישראל וצה"ל משיבים עכשיו מלחמה נגד מתקפה שהיא נפשעת ואכזרית של חמאס. צה"ל אחראי לביטחון המדינה ואזרחיה, עכשיו זו עת למלחמה. יהי רצון מלפניך שתוליכנו לשלום ותצעידנו לשלום ותדריכנו לשלום ותגיענו למחוז חפצנו לחיים ולשמחה ולשלום שתוליכנו לשלום, ותצעידנו לשלום, ותדריכנו לשלום, ותגיענו לי
צה"ל כאן בכל עוצמתו, יכולותיו ובעיקר אנשיו הנפלאים, מפקדים וחיילים הנכונים להילחם בחירוף נפש ובנחישות. יהי רצון מלפניך שתוליכנו לשלום ותצעידנו לשלום ותדריכנו לשלום ותגיענו למחוז חפצנו לחיים ולשמחה ולשלום כי אל שומע שומע ברוך אתה שומע תפילה. כי אלה שומע, שומע תפילה. ברוך אתה שומע תפילה. כי אלה שומע, שומע תפילה. ברוך אתה שומע זה זמן למלחמה, לא מבצע, לא סבב, זמן למלחמה. צה"ל חזק, יפעל חזק וינצח. עם ישראל חי! עם ישראל חי! 2023 edition, if you will. He, of course, names it after the current war, which is even more appropriate, of Tfilat HaDerech, with uh, those amazing snippets of Tzahal and its leaders, the IDF and its leaders, um, declaring that we will win. On to victory. The price to pay is, uh, <coughs> is great. It always is. But on to victory. JM and the AM, good morning. Thanks to those who are commenting on the app. Oh, someone asked what the... Um, someone asked what the Shema Yisrael, who, who, uh, who's responsible for that selection. The Shema Yisrael selection was Ellie uh, Levin. Ellie Levin responsible for that Shema Yisrael. Tough selection. Hard to listen to parts of that, but hey, this is uh, the reality now. And he uses the opportunity musically to describe what... Uh, so many are going through. Um, listener, uh, listener Beryl says, Hi, Nachum, going to Israel Sunday. Wow. Kolak Avod. When are you going? Well, we're leaving, um, 
we're leaving Monday right after Jam and Am. I'm sticking to the same schedule again that that'll allow me to uh, broadcast before we go Monday morning and Monday afternoon to Israel. Tuesday and Wednesday from there. Thursday, either I or someone else will host, depending on the plane schedule and the uh, <coughs> and the situation in the aftermath of the trip. And then Friday morning, please God. In studio, so we're trying to keep our broadcast schedule as steady and as stable as possible, and that's uh, that's the air, that's the LL schedule that allows us to do so. So that's when uh, when we're heading over. I got a really important email. I, I mean this seriously. I got a really important email. In fact, I I just invited him. It may be too late because um, obviously not everybody sees there. If anybody knows Daniel Rothner, if anybody knows Daniel Rothner or um, you know, if you know how to get a hold of him in the next 20 minutes, let him know that I, I want to speak to him on the air, and I'll tell you why. He sent me a note yesterday uh, that 35 vendors from Israel are flying in as part of 10 Israel fairs that are happening in New York and New Jersey. Now, I know some people are always skeptical about these things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I can only imagine, yeah, we don't have to get into why at the moment, I can only imagine how many how many store owners and in general people who sell you know different things have no business right now in Israel between reservists being in the army between no tourists being in the country etc 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 so 35 vendors are flying in there'll be 10 Israel fairs in New York and New Jersey uh, November the 9th through the 19th um these are community events. Come unity. Get it? Unity? Community events. We need your help. Spread the word. We'd like to get a thousand people at each fair, et cetera, et cetera. So it, uh, if anyone knows Daniel Rothner, the only the only thing I have for him is an email address. Um, we'd love to get him on the air this morning and talk about these. Anyway, uh, whether we end up talking with him about it or not, let me at least tell you where these fairs are taking place. Uh, and by the way, they're being sponsored by uh, Tal, by Arevut, and MHFA, the uh, Mental Health First Aid Israel Group. Um, the Israel, oh, man, there we go. Hang on a second. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to make this bigger. Uh, the Israeli Vendor Fair come together and support artists and vendors from across Israel. So Thursday, November 9th, which is tomorrow, they'll be at the Kushner School beginning at 5 p.m. until 9 o'clock in Livingston, New Jersey. Kudos to our friends at the Kushner School. Uh, Saturday night, Congregation Oratora in Edison, New Jersey. That'll start at 7.30 this coming Saturday night. November the 11th. On the 12th, this coming Sunday, they'll be at Frisch in Paramus. Kudos to our friends at Frisch. Uh, noon until 4 o'clock. Again, noon until 4 o'clock. Monday, Lincoln Square Synagogue on the Upper West Side from, nine, from 5 till 9 p.m. Tuesday, for those not going to Washington, and as, we, and as I said, if you're over a certain age, you are exempt from going to Washington. It's a tough day. Uh, Tuesday at Temple Israel Center on Old Mamaronek Road in White Plains from 4 until 8 p.m. On Wednesday of next week, a week from tonight, at the Kingsway Jewish Center on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn beginning at 6 o'clock. 
On Thursday, November the 16th, the Sephardic Community Center that's in Brooklyn on Ocean Parkway beginning at 9.30 a.m. They're doing a, <coughs> excuse me, they're doing a Thursday morning fair at the Sephardic Community Center in Brooklyn. That's from 9.30 until 1. And they're doing a Thursday night fair on November the 16th at the Mid-Island YJCC in Plainview, New York from 5 until 9 p.m. And then the final weekend of the fair, which is the Shabbos of November 18th and 19th, meaning Shabbos Sunday, 18th and 19th, it'll be at Hafter at Frost Lane in Lawrence, New York, the Saturday night fair from 7.30 until 11, and the Sunday fair from 11 until 4 p.m. So that is the story with the uh, Shook to the Core, as it's called, the Israeli Vendor Fair. Come and support artists and vendors from across Israel. Uh, again, Thursday night, tomorrow night at the Kushner School, excuse me, the Kushner Campus on South Orange Avenue in Livingston from 5 until 9. Saturday night, Congregation Oratora in Edison, New Jersey, this Saturday night, <coughs> excuse me, this Sunday at Frisch from noon to 4 in Paramus, New Jersey, and then Monday, Lincoln Square Synagogue from 5 until 9 p.m. on the Upper West Side. All right, so that's the spread the word in your neighborhoods. Upper West Siders, spread the word uh, for Monday night at Lincoln Square. Uh, everybody in Bergen County and beyond, spread the word about Frisch this coming Sunday. Everybody in Edison, East Brunswick, Highland Park. Um, what am I forgetting? Edison, Highland Park, East Brunswick, New Brunswick. Um, spread the word about this coming Saturday night. And, of course, everybody in uh, Essex County and beyond, spread the word about uh, the fair tomorrow night at the Kushner Campus, South Orange Avenue in Livingston between 5 and 9 p.m. So an, an opportunity to get together, support artists and vendors from across Israel. And I really hope everyone goes. I really hope everyone goes. Uh, it's a nice gesture. You know that some of the vendors are desperate. And I don't think all of them are desperate because some are in an industry, but, it, but it's certainly helpful whatever you buy. But some are desperate. Some really need you know the income immediately. So whatever you could do uh, in that regard would be amazing and wonderful to say the least. A couple of other items in our community calendar here. I want to remind you that the Young Israel Talmud Torah of Flatbush has their fall lecture series underway. And this coming Saturday night, beginning at 8.15, Jonathan Schenkman will address the following topic, the most pressing financial issues facing the Frum community, perspective and practical solutions. Uh, and that's this coming Saturday night, beginning at 8.15. Information, Young Israel Talmud Torah of Flatbush, 718-377-2528, 718-377-2528, or uh, office at yittf.org, yittf, Young Israel Tomatar Flatbush, yittf.org. Um, what else did I have for you here? Uh, OHEL has their big gala coming up, as you know. We spoke about this. David Mandel was on talking about the efforts that OHEL's making now, not only in our area and in different places nationwide, but in Israel as well during the war. Um, support the work of OHEL by coming to this annual gala, which is always worthwhile. They always have an incredible program. And the rumor is that Yami Schachter and his company are producing the program this year. I think they did it last year also, which obviously means, you know, 
you're in for something extra special. Uh, this uh, It's not this Sunday. It's Sunday the 19th of November at Chelsea Piers, Pier 60. Information, you can go to ohelfamily.org, ohelfamily.org, or dial 718-972-9338, More coming up. It is a... Uh, it is a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M., a brand new one. Lo Yishama is the name of that one. Lenny Solomon just released. Pretty powerful selection. Ami Stroll High before that with Ayal Golan. Benny Friedman with the medley of selections here at J.M. The well, we uh, we made the effort, as you, um, as you heard, to uh, find Daniel Rothner, who sent me this incredible piece of information uh, regarding all these Israel fairs that are going to be going on. And Daniel, who did get in touch with us, whoever's responsible for finding him, thank you. Uh, he passed this on to another gentleman uh, who, uh, according to Daniel, really has had a role 
in this uh, entire preparation stage for these uh, Israel fairs. And, um, and that will give us an opportunity. Here we go. And that'll give us an opportunity to speak to somebody who is, uh, truly one of the coordinators of this amazing effort that we outlined earlier. I, I still can't believe, uh, what we read earlier with all these events that are going to be happening starting tomorrow. Anyway, that gentleman is Stuart Katz and he joins us Live via telephone next at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world of web, at on the Nahum Siegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. So many of you are aware of the fact that Arivut, MHFA, and Tal are all sponsoring and presenting the big Israeli vendor fair. Come together and support artists and vendors from across Israel. This is happening beginning tomorrow and goes through the weekend of November the 19th. As we said, Stuart Katz, main coordinator of this entire fair idea, tour, whatever you want to call it. He's with us live via telephone. Stuart, on this very short notice, we greatly appreciate you joining us here at JM in the AM. It's a pleasure to be on. How did this come about? We know how important these Israeli vendor fairs are, especially when there's no tourism to Israel, especially when some vendors are desperate for some business in order to keep them and their families going. How did this come about? It actually came about in 2002 was the first time we did it during the Antifada. And then we repeated it again in 2014. And um, about two weeks ago, a few vendors approached me and said, hey, let's do it again. Um, so here we are a couple weeks later, just put together. We have like 40 vendors coming in, um, from literally from all over Israel, members from Stereo, Nefilo, Tofakim, um, Ashdod, Ashkelon, um, Hashmonaim, Hodasharon, Yushalayim, Tel Aviv, because it's affecting everyone today. Um, it's not limited like 2014 was limited to affecting businesses in the South. Today it's the entire country. Well, it is the entire country, but the first three or four towns and cities that you mentioned really have been on the front lines of this current war, to say the least. Um, so now, will, will every fair, because we mentioned earlier the entire list, and believe you me, I'm going to go through the entire list again in this conversation, will every fair be nearly identical? I mean, you said 40 vendors. Are are, are all these fairs going to be that large, and essentially someone who comes in from Israel is going to spend the entire week and a half with you guys? So actually, that was our prerequisite to bringing in vendors is they actually have to come in from Israel. They can't have their aunt or cousin or uncle selling for them in the States. They have to make the trip in from Israel, um, and they have to be willing to participate in the entire series. Um, so everyone, it's not only selling... So, so it's everyone, not only selling the goods, it's meeting people. Oh, I get it. And that's wonderful. And everyone, you know, talk about bridging the gap between Israel and the diaspora. This is a pretty natural, organic way of doing that. And the, and the truth is then that every one of these fairs that we've announced is going to be quite robust. I mean, there's going to be a, not, ju- not just hopefully a large crowd of customers, there'll be, but there'll be a tremendous selection among the vendors and those who are, uh, who are selling there. Correct. Uh, selection of art, of jewelry, of Judaica, some food, um, sporting goods, some clothing, a little bit of everything. Um, so everyone should be able to find something from the low end, the budget items, to the high-priced items. 
Now, can I assume, and I know this is a sensitive topic when people coordinate things and all these venues are being used, but can I assume that 100% or close to 100% of the proceeds are going to head back to Israel for the families and communities of these vendors? So it's actually 100% of the proceeds go to the vendors. Um, we try, we have some raffles taking place and we ask for donations and that's strictly, that's also 100% to the vendors. Um, it's basically, they come on their own expense, their shipping expense, customs, their flights, and we try to reimburse them with whatever donations come in. So the answer is yes, everything that's a volunteer basis, the communities are donating the facility, donating volunteers. Um, obviously Daniel and myself, our reboot mental health first aid, health tours are contributing and you know, time and, and money. And is that something that we can participate in in advance? You say raffles. Is that something that people can do online? Do those happen literally at each event that's going on? Um, it's, it's happening at each, each event. Um, Meaning when, when people come and they, you know, walk in, so to speak, there'll be information about joining the raffle and supporting the cause, and that those proceeds, as you described, will help defray some of the expenses. Okay. Yeah, there are some there are some donations being raised for the families of the hostages right. um, to try and supply them, not with necessarily monetary, but uh, you know we want to buy um, gifts for Hanukkah. We want to continue to provide meals for Shabbat. Um, a lot of people, you know, not not that they necessarily need the financial support, um, but. We want to try to help them out however possible. Oh, I hear it. Stuart Katz is with us via telephone. Everybody's the coordinator of the Israeli Vendor Fair. We'll go through the schedule in a moment. And by the way, just so people know in advance, although I can't imagine anybody would complain, you are asking for a small suggested entrance fee. Again, just to, you know, you get a thousand people, just the entrance fee in itself could be a few grand for these families to help defray expenses. So again, I don't think anybody's going to object to it, but people just be realize in advance that there'll be a small $5 entrance fee for each one of these fairs. And anyone that doesn't want to give it is still welcome to come and shop. Right. And if you don't give it, then, you know, shop even more. Uh, it's the Israeli vendor fair entitled Shook to the Core. Come together and support artists and vendors from across Israel. Here is the schedule. Let me give out a phone number for those who want more information. And, and again, folks, just like the rally in Washington, just like any effort that we're promoting here for the last month, we are simply asking people to to be as uh, conscientious as possible to get to these events. It's as simple as that. Don't think of excuses not to go. Make the default that you're going to go to these events. And if, you know, unfortunately, in the end, you can't make it, you can't make it. But we need to have that attitude to make events like this a success. With that in mind, if you are in the New Jersey area, specifically Essex County, etc., tomorrow night at the Kushner campus on South Orange Avenue, 5 until 9 p.m., Israeli Vendor Fair. If you're in the uh, Middlesex County area, uh, Raritan, East Brunswick, New Brunswick, Edison, Highland Park. I think that's the one I forgot before, Highland Park. Congregation Artora this coming Saturday night from 7.30 until 10.30. Sunday, everyone in Bergen County and surrounding counties are invited to Frisch in Paramus, New Jersey, the Frisch Yeshiva campus from noon until 4 o'clock. Monday night is Lincoln Square Synagogue for the Upper West Side. Spread the word in that neighborhood between 5 and 9 p.m. Tuesday, if you're not in Washington, and as as we said, 
Uh, you know, anybody of a certain age is certainly exempt from going down to Washington, but here's a great alternative. Temple Israel Center on Old Mamaroneck Road in White Plains will have the fair on Tuesday between 4 and 8 p.m. On Wednesday, our friends at the Kingsway Jewish Center, it's Brooklyn folks, potential to have thousands of people there. Spread the word. Kingsway Jewish Center on Nostrand Avenue in Brooklyn from 6 until 10 p.m. On Thursday, November the 16th, they're going to have a daytime fair and a nighttime fair during the fair again in Brooklyn at the Sephardic Community Center on Ocean Parkway from 9.30 in the morning until 1 p.m. And then Thursday night at the Mid-Island YJCC in Plainview from 5 until 9 p.m. And the final weekend, Saturday night, Sunday, November the 18th and 19th, our friends at Hafter will be hosting on Frost Lane in Lawrence, New York, Saturday night beginning at 7.30 and then Sunday, the final fair, 11 a.m., until 4 p.m. Stuart, there is potential. I know you've, uh, I mean, Daniel wrote it in an email to me. There is potential to have thousands of people at each of and every one of these events. Right. We're hoping at least a thousand at each one. That's, that's the goal. Um, and we, we, we think we can achieve that. I hope so. I hope people come out and, uh, and really participate. And, you know, there are people who uh, sometimes are skeptical when it comes to these fairs, but you are bringing in people who literally are desperate for the funds, need the business, uh, will give everyone an opportunity to interact with people who are from Stay Road and from Ofakim and from Ashkelon, from other cities in Israel. Uh, it's a win-win, everybody. Please participate. Uh, information, by the way, uh, you could use this phone number, 516-636-1618. Again, that's 516-636-1618. Uh, Stuart, any other um, uh, either info uh, uh, that you want to give out or any other contact information, or we've basically covered it? I think you covered everything, and we appreciate it. Just people should spread the word and share it amongst their friends and come out. And if, if they don't feel like shopping, at least come and meet and give the moral support that they, they deserve. A hundred percent. Call a vote to you, to Daniel, to everybody who's responsible for this. And I'm Yisrael Chai. With great unity, we will be on to victory. Please, God. B'yachan yes. Yachan is right. Can't wait to see that sign Tuesday morning, live and in person. Uh, what Stuart just said at the end is really vital. Everybody in your individual neighborhoods, you all have WhatsApp groups. Every shul's got a WhatsApp group. You know, tomorrow night at Kushner, all of Essex County, just spread the word. People will come. Believe you me, they'll come. Um, As we said, New Brunswick, Highland Park area, Saturday night. Frisch on Sunday. I mean, come on. There's how many Jewish communities in the area of Bergen County? Spread the word in every shul group and every WhatsApp group. Monday night, Lincoln Square Synagogue. Spread the group, uh, spread the word among singles, among marrieds, among all the young people on the Upper West Side. Everybody will come. Anyway, and the list goes on and on. And um, let us, in fact, uh, do everything we can to make these events a success. Again, the phone number, and, and I just realized that, yeah, anybody wants to see the full flyer, get the full information, have it sent to them, etc., with all the locations... Uh, dial this number, 516-636-1618, 516-636-1618. You wonder what you could do on this side of the world, right? Here's an opportunity to do something meaningful on this side of the world, and it doesn't require going to the front and uh, confronting the enemy. Let's remember that as well. More coming up. It is a... Uh, 
Wednesday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.
Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. for a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Zevi Kaufman and Shomer Yisrael. The rabbi's sons before that with Altira. Shlemi Daskal at Olakaina Shama. Imain done by uh, Isaac Bitone and David Perlman's Build the World was um, opening up that set for us here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. So the Israel Vendor Fair information. One of our listeners on the app asked that it be included in the uh, daily thread, and of course, it will be included in the daily thread, as you would imagine. Um, if you don't receive the daily thread, just write to Avrami. He'll take very good care of you. AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF at NahumSiegel.com. But yes, all of, the, uh, all of the information about all of those fairs, beginning tomorrow at Kushner and ending in two weekends at Hafter, all the information is going to be up there in our daily thread. We ask everybody to spread the word through the Jewish communities of New York and New Jersey. Let's make the, that Israeli vendor fair 10-day stay in America very, very successful. Fleur Hassan Nahum is with us live via telephone, an amazing friend of ours and an incredible advocate for the Jewish people and the state of Israel. I've been in touch with her to let her know how incredible her appearances have been on American and international television, an amazing representative. She has a brand new initiative that some people in the diaspora can be very helpful with, which we will speak about. Also, uh, I wanted to speak with Fleur live and in person next week, but we've made a deal. We've made an arrangement. She will take my place in Washington, D.C., and I will take her place in the city of Jerusalem. Fleur Hassan Nahum, shalom, shalom. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Shalom, shalom, and good morning to everyone. Well, and honestly, I would love you to be Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem for a week. <laughs> I really think you could bring something different to the role. I really do. Well, I appreciate that very much. At the minimum, I'd love to be able to make at least one dramatic speech uh, in the city council. That I can tell you. Uh, Floor, before we talk about the initiative, and obviously it's very important, I really do think there are people in this audience that could be helpful. Bring us up to date. Uh, you know why we're going next week. 
We're going to continue to bridge the gap between Israel and the diaspora. It's very important that people here understand what our brothers and sisters are going through, the displaced families, those who are sitting Shiva and observing Shloshim, those who are sitting through the immediate news of soldiers being taken from us on a daily basis, and of course, those who are praying that the abducted, the kidnapped, their friends and relatives who are not with them because they're being held by the enemy, that they be returned as soon as possible. What could you tell us about the mood in Israel today? You know, yesterday was the, let's say, the secular shloshim, and we are mourning. We are mourning. Uh, we are mourning many different things. We're mourning people, of course, the people who we've lost. We are mourning the kind of end of innocence in a way, you know, the, the, I think the brutality of the attacks are something that we never imagined would happen in the soil of the state of Israel. That's why we created the state of Israel. So these brutalities that happened to us in the Shoah would never happen again. And even though you can't compare uh, it with the Shoah because of the magnitude, but the brutality is something that a lot of us are having a lot of trouble um, fathoming. Um, and, and, and then because this is a small country, it's less than 10 million people. People, people, like you said, are going to shivers. People are going to funerals. Um, people are going to rallies for the release of the hostages. People are trying to help and support hostage families who are going through a living hell. Torture 24-7. And so, we're, you know, we're down, but we are resilient and we're defiant, and we're all very busy with a million initiatives so that we can be helpful to the war effort, helpful to anybody who needs us, and try and recover and win this war that we did not want, we did not start, and that was brutally launched against us on the 7th of October. So that's where we're at. You know, uh, you know what's happening around the world, just as an example. I could tell you that every other day, some major city, multiple major cities in the United States, forget about Europe and other parts of the world for a moment, have these uh, free Palestine rallies dominated by people who probably don't even know what the issues are, frankly, and whose morality and values have to be questioned. Uh, and of course, as you know, even though we have, thank God, world leaders that are supportive of the war effort against Hamas, Nonetheless, in the halls of government in the United States, in the corporate world in the United States, on college campuses in the United States, there is an open anti-Semitism that we have never seen before. And as I mentioned, you're in touch now, probably more than ever, with a number of people, journalists, media personalities who are speaking to you about the issues and want to hear from people like you, you know, the Israeli perspective. What, what, is the, uh, what is the feeling among those who you speak with and those who are observing all of what I just described regarding Jewish presence in countries like this one going forward? Well, I think they, I think everybody's a little bit shocked at the level of Jew hatred that a massacre done against us has launched because the rallies started even before Israel uh, started its retaliations. The rally started at memorial services for the massacred, you know, the day after. Yeah. And I think that people, I think countries and governments where this is happening, well, the good news is this, the governments are standing strong with Israel. Okay, the bad news is, mainly for them and unfortunately for the Jewish community, but I think more for these countries, they've had a crazy awake 
awakening of the amount of radical Islam that are in their countries, coupled with the toxic, um, you know, woke uh, so-called liberals, because real liberals would, would not be doing that, um, um, so-called liberals uh, on, on, on the extreme left. So it's a toxic cocktail of um, Islamic fundamentalism, which is bigger than people imagine. People are always say, no, it's, a, it's fringe, you know, it's only some people. Well, no, I think that the thing the world is seeing that it's actually not fringe at all. It's bigger than they thought. And it's a big problem for them, too. Because they're starting with us, they're never going to end with us. It always starts with the Jews, never finishes with the Jews. So I think in all these countries, I mean, just to, to tell you what's going on in the UK, yeah. and some Americans don't realize, this Shabbat in the UK is the 11th of the 11th, which is Armistice Day. It's the day that commemorates two world wars and the fallen in the two world wars that the British, of course, uh, you know, led and won. Right. Here we have and, uh, we have Veterans Day on Saturday. Right. Exactly. So this is what the the, the, the so-called pro-Palestinian um, protesters have asked to do a protest on Armistice Day and to go past their main memorial uh, statue and the British government um, had to decide whether it's going ahead or not going ahead. The last I heard, it is going ahead, but they're trying to reroute it. But imagine on Veterans Day, yeah. right, in America, yep. if you had the largest ever jihadi pro-Palestinian protest going to your main memorial sites and protesting there. What a level of disrespect for the country in which they live. Do you ever imagine Jews who come into countries and we're productive and we integrate and we advance the societies that we're in? Imagine what they're doing is the opposite, is spitting in the faces of the countries where they live, uh, many of them born in these countries, and, and spitting in the face of the people who fought bravely in order to save the free world twice. That's what's happening in the UK. This is a huge wake-up call for, for the UK public and for the government. And it's amazing how government officials and people with values and morals, it's amazing how their eyes are shut and they don't see this. It's just incredible. Uh, well, I see you and I, of course, you know, joked around about me being in Israel and you being here. I'm assuming that I don't know if this was a planned trip or not, but I'm assuming that one of the main purposes is for you to be in Washington on Tuesday, correct? Well, actually, I was planning on coming because I was invited by the New York Federation to address uh, their largest women's conference. So I was coming anyway. And and then this gets announced. And I said to a friend, let's go. So she already booked us tickets right. to Washington from New York. And so I'm very, very uh, proud that I'm going to be marching with American Jews uh, for, for, for Israel. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. We all need that type of show of support. I'm sure there'll be other Israeli officials there apart from me. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, we're working very hard to get that crowd to be as large as possible. Trust me. I mean, we, we have some experience at this with all the Washington rallies over the years. And I'm hoping and praying that there's a tremendous showing uh, in D.C., on Tuesday. All right. Uh, so Fleur Hassan Nahum is with us, Deputy Mayor of Jerusalem, of course. And the initiative, as I understand it, is pretty simple. E essentially, anybody in this audience or anybody around the world who owns an apartment or has control over an apartment in Israel, what they have can be very, very valuable at this time. Fleur, explain the situation. 
Yes. So um, Jerusalem has become essentially one of the main cities of refuge for the evacuees from the south and also the north. Now, you have to understand that this is a big problem now in Israel. It's 250,000 evacuees. And um, and they're they're going to different places, mainly the tourist towns that are not that are not affected. So many in the Dead Sea, many many in Jerusalem. We're, we're reaching fifty thousand very soon, and we've got seventy hotels already filled with evacuees, and we're running out of space, and we don't want them to end up in God forbid tents or pre you know uh, temporary accommodation of that sort, and so a couple. A couple of weeks ago, I started um, an initiative called Open Doors, uh, by which I ask Jews who have different, uh, who have apartments here in Jerusalem, uh, to open their doors to the evacuees. You know, we have a con a contract in place. Uh, we have some type of insurance in place, so people feel comfortable to do it, and we will pick the families that need it, um, and people can decide what type of family they want. I mean, do they want little kids? Do they not want little kids? It's completely legitimate. But I know that so many wonderful Zionist Jews around the world have apartments in the city, and so I ask them to do so. My mother, Alea Shalom, uh, had or has an apartment, had an apartment in the city. My mother passed away a year ago. So the first thing I did was open up her empty apartment to a family from the south that came literally running. When they arrived to my mother's apartment, they had one towel between five people. They came with nothing. They ran. Ugh. And so I ask everybody to follow in 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 the example and uh, and to be part of this initiative. It's called... Open Doors, we have a website, www.opendoorisrael.com, opendoorisrael.com, and uh, an email, ourhomefront2023 at gmail.com. So if people want to be in touch with me, I'm also very easy to get in touch with, as you know. Um, then please also, you can message me on Instagram or Twitter or wherever you can find me. This small Jewish world, most people have my number. I'm not going to announce it on the radio show. But you can find me if you want me. <laughs> well, if they if, if they email me and I think it's legit, I'll be more than happy to get yes. out your contact information. Flora Hassan Nahum has, uh, has uh, made us aware of a very, very important initiative and honestly a very easy one. Uh, for those who own property, specifically apartments in Jerusalem, and I would guess other areas of Israel as well, but obviously for the reason she mentioned, the Jerusalem ones are uh, are really key in this operation. It's opendoorisrael.com, opendoorisrael.com. They are simply asking for apartments that are empty to be utilized for families that are now refugees. If you could do that, it's an amazing mitzvah. Talk about achnas Archim. It's an amazing mitzvah. It's an incredible gesture. And if you're not planning on using the apartment until Pesach, that's many, many months, many months. Uh, God forbid it should last this long, but you know what I'm saying. It's a good stretch of time that people could utilize it uh, to their advantage. Opendoorisrael.com. Did you say the email is homefront2023 at Gmail? Was that it? Homefront. Our homefront2023. Our homefront2023 2023 at gmail.com. Our home front 2023 at gmail.com. And again, the website, open door And because of the needs of some of the people that are refugees, are you raising money through this effort? Or is this specifically just to address people who have properties and, and uh, you're trying to make these arrangements for them uh, to lend them out for a period of time to the refugees? 
there's many different wonderful organizations raising money. I'm not raising money. I'm just looking for empty apartments to put people in. This shouldn't cost any money. We've right. already gotten the services of lawyers for the contracts and all of that for free. Everybody's volunteering their time. Um, I've got people working on it who are volunteering their time. And and so it, it, it does. I, I'm not raising money. I'm simply raising apartments. <laughs> right. and, and awareness, frankly. There, there, are, there, there are people there are people listening right now who I'm sure are hesitant to go ahead with this. Yes. But yes, but, I yes, I don't I don't blame them right, because right. somebody's home could have, you know, sure. unique things. And that's why we wanted to make sure that we had a contract in place. Uh, and, and the people who are lending out their homes, are they're in control right. so they can decide everything. They can decide what type of family they want. They can say, I don't want little kids. Fair enough. I've got too many, I don't know, glass uh, sculptures and I don't want little kids. I, right. you know, I totally understand that. So people are in control. People are in control if they want to take any payments for, for example, bills, right. they are in control. Um, and the contract is very flexible, but it's there to protect them and, um, and some level of insurance, which most, most people have anyway. Right. But again, uh, we want people to feel comfortable and the people who, who want to feel comfortable, we are, uh, you know, we are uh, putting in people who we feel also are decent people who need the help. I, I mean, let me, let me just tell you my example. I had a family in my mother's apartment, like I said, which was empty. And after two weeks, they call me up and they're like, Fleur, thank you so much. We're leaving. I'm like, where are you going? She said, well, us and a bunch of other young families have found a little moshav near Jerusalem and we want, we found a school for our kids and we want to start getting on with our lives it's a better for fit the it's, it's a better fit for them yeah. right. but yes but they but they, they it took them two weeks to kind of regroup right. and think of the next step right. and that's all they needed and some people will need longer right. so again the person who owns the apartment is in control if you say i'm giving my apartment for a month a month it is right. and that's how it goes opendoorisrael.com opendoorisrael.com our homefront 2023 at gmail.com our homefront 2023 at gmail.com if you own an apartment in Yerushalayim be in touch with them you could do an amazing and incredible mitzvah for a family in need Fleur have a good trip to the US hope to see you thank you Nahum hope to have see a you. good trip thank to the you. holy city <laughs> and you. maybe we'll cross each other in the air you never know <laughs> otherwise we uh, I look forward to reconvening and reuniting with you in the holy city of Jerusalem at some point amen amen thank you Nahum Kalakavod opendoorisrael.com everybody opendoorisrael.com more coming up it's JM in the AM
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning, lots of work to be done. Lots of work to be done to help our brothers and sisters in Israel, that's for sure. Kudos to those of you who've already made your reservations. It's rough. The buses are very expensive to rent for the schools, schools, groups, etc. It's, it's expensive. Thank God there are a lot of generous people out there who are sponsoring them. Baruch Hashem. In addition to that, it is uh, cost prohibitive in much, many cases to go down by train to Washington. That's, uh, I don't know if that's a result of the popularity of that day, meaning of next to Tuesday, or, or in general, if they, uh, <coughs> if they have um, a tremendous number of reservations, the, the price goes up. Who knows? I have no idea how it works. So whatever efforts are being made to be there, vote and remember we are not just uh, we're not just fighting for our beloved brothers and sisters in Israel that is a major concern and obviously the hostages are the number one concern but we are uh, outraged by the open anti-semitism in our own country here in the United States and all of those messages need to come across loud and clear in Washington this coming Tuesday when you head down on Tuesday listen to us from Jerusalem I think it'll inspire everybody I think it'll be an inspirational way to uh, get ready to head to Washington. We'll try to give all the proper messaging and give you a report for what you're demonstrating for when we're there in Israel. Simple as that. Yossi's Weig, Wednesday Live Lunch, coming up at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. JM Rewind is coming up next, including the interview I did with uh, Governor Hochul of New York State. 
all part of JM Rewind. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web at nachomsegal.com and the nachomsegal network and of course any beloved nsn app wraps up a wednesday for us here at jm and the AM. that's uh, of course the songs of soldiers with mayor green yechiel shron before that with mika amcha and shalom jacobs had the achenu that we did earlier here at jm and the am Thanks so much for tuning in. Full schedule, as I said, including Yossi's Wag with a Wednesday live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.